This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, and the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Vertical Limit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the peptide-infused Justin Waddell. How's it going, Justin? It's good. It's real good. That's nice to hear. Excited? You know I am. Yeah, we got a big one here. Folks, it's the movie Microscope. It's a show where we are known for one thing and one thing alone. Zooming in. We'll watch a film under cover of dark and uh, sneak underneath it like a ninja. And then from beneath it, we, we jab at it until the small pieces come down into us. We feed on it, and what comes out of us is little moments that make or break. And a movie like this, folks, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but first, I mean, like, you know, for an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we were watching, uh, I don't know. Let's say, let's say, you know, let's say, you know, we watched. Uh, they're playing with fire. We wouldn't talk about the scene where Sybil Danning blows that kid on the houseboat and spits his 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 leavings. We talk about the bi- the wow. bigger moments. Wow. Yeah. What's the movie called? They're playing with fire. I don't. I don't recall. You don't remember that movie? Mm-mm. You're the right age. Is it, a, that, is it a sexy film? It was a movie in, yeah, on like HBO in the late hours. It was always on. And it was fire meaning Sybil Danning? Was she the fire they were playing with? I think it was because there was betrayals going on. Mm. All I remember is there was like a teenage kid who was ugly who had a lot of sex with her. And it was that uh, HBO sex, you know? It was, oh, I remember. Yeah. Fond memories. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was partial to the nudity and... Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Myself, but it wasn't real. It was Merkin, Merkin nude. I don't need to hear this. I knew, I knew, but back then I didn't. Yeah. I mean, would you say it was what Merkin nude? <laughs> but her breasts weren't Merkined. So you got, plus your imagination wasn't Merkined. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It's great. Do you still like it? So we we watched it. Did we watch it together? I don't think recently? we watched it together. When they did that special edition recently, yeah, yeah they did like a documentary about it. Too. Yeah, yeah. But great. forget that. Yeah, we got some big ones here. Yeah, yeah, we got by popular demand. Never mind. Yeah, Return of the Living Dead. We got 
the ultimate mountain film. It's a first for us. What? We're doing a movie featuring Hollywood bad boy, Chris O'Donnell. Legendary Hollywood bad boy. Yeah, known for just greasing it up and splitting it out. In and out of rehab. Yeah. He is trouble. Yeah, he has he he once uh, said damn to dinner table. He's got five children, Nick, according to Wikipedia. Oh, really? Let me guess. At least one of them has a biblical name. I don't know. He's a I know he's a practicing Catholic. Is that what you're referring to? I just well, according I, to when, when I hear Wikipedia. When I hear five children, mm-hmm. I think Catholic probably. I think typically. yeah. Yeah. Put it um, put a lid on it. He uh He's still with his wife. He's a he's a married man. Um, has five children, and you'll be interested to know. Yeah, practices dark magic. Uh, afraid of heights. He's serious. Yeah, he's got acrophobia. Holy shit! But yet, yeah, he sucked it up, and yeah. and signed on the dotted line for Vertical Limit. Yes. Yeah. A movie about heights. Yes. Yeah. A movie about. Climbing up a mountain. Yeah, it's about survival. It is. It's all about survival. It's all about getting yours. Yeah, it's about it's about uh, shuffling up a rock. Yeah. And, uh, did you know that? Did you know what the term vertical limit meant before you watched this? And do you know what it means now? Yeah, I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. It means uh, like the absolute limit of up before your body starts to. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it means. Yeah. Now, do you know what horizontal limit is? Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a really it's a, it's like an offshoot of poker. Like you play horizontal limit poker, right? Is that no? What's horizontal limit? Because I have a joke about that for about an hour from now. <laughs> <laughs> is it a sex joke? No, I said. Um, let me check. I did have a good one. That'd be so great if it, if they if they were uh, if they did. Oh, oh! By the way, the tagline to this movie: "Sweet sweetness, hold your breath." Nice, sweetness. Oh, I, I, I said. Uh, I said they. Pit, I said there was a sequel that never got off the rails. It's called Horizontal Limit, <laughs> and it was uh, O'Donnell's character sitting poolside. <laughs> that was the barnstormer i had coming he's uh he's also scared of water holy shit mm-hmm. yeah you know what he ain't scared of mm-hmm. bending her out and making a baby his, his wife i'm hoping yeah yeah i thought maybe we're talking about his love interest in this film. oh no no who was his love interest in this film nick do you remember her name do you, could you give us her name isabella skorupko mm-hmm. and what is she known for well, she's known for Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. And who directed Goldeneye? Mr. Martin Campbell. And who directed this? Mr. Martin Campbell. Well, there's a connection. But let's face it. Mm-hmm. Her best film is Reign of Fire. Yeah. She voiced the dragon? Directed by Rob Bowman, who directed what show a lot? X-Files. And who was featured on that show a lot? Nicholas Lee. Yeah. See, this is like a fucking Mobius strip eating its tail in the fucking Ragnarok Circle. So Nicholas Lee is in this movie who played one Alex Krychek on X-Files, right. who I loved on X-Files. I think he's one of the best characters you... Oh, I hated him, but that was what his character was supposed to you be. You were making fun of me because I liked him he too always, much. He just, he just looked like a, an unformed man, like he hadn't finished forming. 
I always right. thought that the big mistake, because he was always uh, Mulder's, uh, what, what do they call that? His alter, kind of his alter ego, his, uh, his, his the yin to his yang. I don't know what, what I'm talking about, but he was. He was his nemesis. The bad version of Mulder. And when they killed him, I always thought that was a mistake. I thought he should never die as long as Mulder was alive. Now, the funny thing is, mm-hmm. let's keep the X-Files uh, connection alive. Mm-hmm. I bought a movie that we were going to possibly do today oh. featuring an X-Files alum. Featuring Mitch Pileggi. Yeah. Is so it Pileggi or Pileggi? Pileggi if you're, you know, if you care about languages, but okay. Pileggi was probably what the current <laughs> populace would say. I've actually, I was just realizing this, there's a word that I've stopped saying the right way because the world dictates. What? I don't remember what it was, but oh. it was something that I've just it's given a super up. super zoom. Yeah. It's I, a, actually a mysterious I'm zoom. starting to get rid of my... You know, I'm starting to care less. We're starting to get older is what's yeah. happening. No, it's not it. Yeah. No, it's not that we're getting older. Yeah. Because as we get older, we get wiser, and we mm. get we, we start to see, we got those they live glasses on. Oh. But the reality of it is, is we realize what the, choose your battles, you know? Speaking of they live. Yeah. Most of the cast is not in this movie. <laughs> they do not make it That's to the end That's not true, of actually. Because there's a party scene early in the film. Most of those people are fine. Those guys are extras, though. I'm talking about the main cast, the core cast. Yeah. They are uh, absolutely destroyed by mountaineering and explosives. This movie is interesting because it's a movie about climbing up K2, and it's a rescue movie. But there's a lot... They 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 do a lot of things that are, are strange. Like, for example, they bring nitro onto the mountain... Ridiculous. So they, so they could blow up stuff. Yeah. And that that's a huge part of this movie is things accidentally blowing up. I didn't realize how dumb this movie is. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. Did you see it in the theater? I, I saw think... it in the theater for sure. I did. I'm, I know I saw it in the theater. I maybe even seen it twice because I'm a fucking idiot. But I remember seeing it on DVD as well. This might be my third or fourth time seeing this film that I don't like that much. But here's the thing. There's something about it. That's very entertaining to me. I think it's the actors. Um, Bill Paxton, of course, is 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 always great. I mean, this movie's full of let's just say it, movie microscope legends, right? Let's let's name them. There's not more than three. All right, name them. Tim or Morrison. <laughs> Start with the best. <laughs> say say no more. <laughs> Plays a helicopter pilot. Only plays a helicopter pilot a lot in this. And then, uh, all right, keep going. I'm running out. <laughs> Mendelssohn? Ben Mendelssohn. I'm putting him in there, of course. Okay. Uh, Everything... Paxton. Paxton is a legend. Paxton's a legend, but he's not a movie microscope legend. He's a legend. movie microscope legend. Oh, so you don't want, you think he's too good. He's too... We haven't done him yet. I don't care. I'm still going to put him in there. See, that's the thing. Is All right, all right, no, all right. No, no. If we're playing by the real rules, a movie microscope legend Uh is David Caruso. A movie microscope legend is William L. Peterson. You had to earn that shit. We have to cover your ass. I just wanted to cheat. And and by the time episode 101 rolls around, Jason Patrick will be a movie (laughs) microscope legend. I want want Paxton to be... Paxton is just a legend, period, though. Yeah, well, but yeah, but movie microscope legend is something that you don't just... You're right. I mean, movie, movie microscope... You're right. Movie Microscope Legend is someone like um, Caruso, like you said, Peterson, yeah. Robin Tunney. Morrison. And 
mean, Robin Tunney for sure. Jeez. So let's talk about the cast then. Okay. Uh, list them in, in, in order of your favorites. All favorites. right. Stuart Wilson. <laughs> no, my, for my favorite to my least, mm-hmm. I'm going to be dead honest. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to take some time. I'm going to go. Oh, this is tough. Longmire is number one. He's in this. Yeah. What's his name? Richard Thomas. He's got like a name. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a beef name. The guy that plays Longmire is a uh, is he plays in this. Skip in this. He plays Skip. He might be my favorite in this movie. Why? Because this everybody else walks around wearing dog shit. He almost his shoe almost blows up on him. I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, Scott Glenn. Yeah. Because he knows what kind of movie he's in. Mm-hmm. And then I'll pull it to Paxton. Nice. And then I'm going to pull it. I'm literally pulling it all the way to Rashawn Seth. Who's this? He's the the, the uh, Pakistani general or okay. whatever. He's great. He has a couple from, of From time. Temple of Doom. Siddig? No. Get that fucking guy away from me. That guy's trash. I, I'm pulling it and then I'm reeling it closer to Mendelssohn. Then we're going to Morrison, Mendelssohn to Morrison, the, the typical move, second so chess. Uh, I didn't say alphabetical. No, I'm just saying the Mendelssohn Morrison move. And mm-hmm. then we're going to go oof, running out of people that I care about. Skaruko. Yes. And then I think we got a tourniquet this fucking thing. You wouldn't put Tunny on there? Tunny's a nightmare in this movie. She's difficult, difficult to watch. Bringing up the rear is? Mr. O'Donnell. The funny thing about this movie, and as I watched it this time, you know what it felt like? It felt as if it were a, it's, you know, when you buy a piece of software and they and they have like the yes, like the dummy, oh. like the dummy template for what you're supposed to do. I answered too quickly. This looks, it, yeah, you know what it's like to buy software. Yeah, but this felt like they had created the template for like a big budget blockbuster action film mm-hmm. of all the generic blah blah blah. And then just waiting for you to fill in the details. Because there was a lot of shots that looked like amazing, like close-ups of people thinking and doing stuff. But then when you marry it to the script, it was like, uh, it really felt like like posing. We're not reviewing this film, though. So but I'm not so worried. This movie, um, to quickly zoom, was conceived as a sequel to the more famous and probably more successful. And better predecessor to this cliffhanger yeah featuring uh oh well i mean you want to go through i can go through that whole fucking cast please listen or your favorites at least rex lynn right what's stallone's uh, name in that uh gabe walker (laughs) and what's o'donnell's name in this peter peter something yeah peter whatever peter their what their dumb family name yeah yeah so Anyway, it feels like Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger had a lot of stuff going on besides the mountain climbing, too. You know, there was a lot of... Well, there was an actual villain in Cliffhanger, yeah. like Eric Quaylen. You don't fuck with him. Lithgow. Yeah. Yeah. That's his name, uh, Eric Quaylen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this movie has... It, it shares some of that. Like, there's a, a scene in this very much like the Stallone scene in Cliffhanger where... O'Donnell jumps across a crevasse. I think more importantly, there's a scene where a person is sacrificed at the beginning of the film and he is constantly dealing with that in his psyche. And then he has to confront the same All right, exact so talk problem. about how it starts. Cliffhanger is different because Stallone can't save his, 
his his wife or sister. Uh, no, girlfriend. it's just a person. It's Michael Rooker's lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. He can't. He can't. He tries to save her, and he can't. Yeah, he does everything he can, and she leaves. And Michael Rooker's not thrilled, and he's you know Gabe Walker is filled with guilt, mm-hmm. and he's still you know, and his old buddy Michael Rooker is still pissed at him, and of course Janine, Janine Turner, uh, yeah, from Northern uh, Exposure, clung, clung to him as hard as she could, but once just had to let him go. Right. So when he comes back, it, it rouses up a lot of those old so, yeah, feelings. Chris, it's a Chris better o- movie. Chris O'Donnell has a uh, he's been eaten alive by guilt over the death of his father. Now, what happens at the beginning of the film? How does it kick off? Well, actually, I don't know if he's racked with guilt. He is. Because he, he, his sister, he's pissed that his sister ain't thrilled with him, but he's having a great old time shooting pictures of... No, he's racked with guilt. Feline larges. This is this is an event that has loomed large. Oh, are you life. talking about that scene where a tear goes down his face? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right. So he, uh, they're a mountain climbing family. They are. They are tightly knit. They, uh, they don't suffer amateurs or as the Stuart Wilson says amateurs. Um, and they make, uh, they make up songs. So the, the beginning of the movie starts well, with a guess who sang it. They do that, but then they also make up songs. Like they make up songs that sound like other songs. That's like, that's like a cute part of this movie. Yeah. Um, that maybe doesn't work so well, but well, a- all that was fucking so on the nose though, when he's the song he's doing is Neil Diamond's love on the rocks. Um, so then Daddy, Stuart Wilson, uh, they're climbing, and they're having a casual time climbing the rock face. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, so- first of all, mm-hmm. how are we introduced to them? By, by, via what method of... Uh, what vessel? A bird. Yeah. yeah. A CGI eagle. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird one. It's very poorly done. Yeah, it looks, it looks strange. And, does, and tell me they, they weren't trying to Mission Impossible 2 this up at the beginning there. Looks a little bit yeah. like that. All right, you can go back to what you're doing. So... They're, you know, they're safely climbing up this mountain. They're kind of resting. They're kind of getting adjusted to do it right. And these hot dogs, these daredevils above them, fuck up and they fall, and it, it they get intertwined with, right. um, and they're all kind of dangling. And so it's Robin Tunney at the top holding everybody. Like is, the order is Robin Tunney, Chris O'Donnell, Stuart Wilson, the dad, the two hot dogs. They fall to their death. So Actually, at the beginning, I think Stuart Wilson's on top. He is, but I'm saying the order of them dangling. Oh, yeah, yeah. The dangling order. Oh, the dangling order. You should have... Okay. Sorry. I should have been more better. clear. Yeah. yeah, clear. So uh, so then the, the whole thing is, Stuart Wilson, they're going to f- all fall. And he goes, cut me loose. So you have some dramatic uh, drive for the rest of this film. That's exactly. The, uh, you shouldn't quote the film. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell is in between in the dangling order. He's the middle part yeah. of the dangling sandwich, the meat yeah. to Robin Tunney's bread yeah. and Stuart Wilson's bread. Yeah. And he gets his knife out and cuts Daddy loose. Well, we don't see that happen. We see his body drop. <laughs> we see his body land. It's true. And does he does he get up and dust himself off? He does not. Uh, I was hoping... It would have been great if it was the most gory... Like explosion of meat on the ground, just to really. Sell I think that's that. what happens. No, I mean, yeah. I don't think you know. This is a good time to say this. Yeah. I just remember when we were watching this film. This, I don't think I ever told you this, but I had a dream that you and I were mountain climbing. I did. And you fell to your death, and you exploded. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now it sounds fake. It sounds like I'm making up. No, this, the only true. part of this that's fake is us doing a physical activity. <laughs> but I dreamed about. I dreamt about us, and then you did not live. Of course not. I would want to. But I think it would be hilarious if it's the most gratuitous explosion of of, of meat and Stuart. And then it's back to being like a PG-13 action film. So then it cuts from that scene, which is an awful you know, scene of uh, self-sacrifice or O'Donnell has to make the, the decision. His dad is his dad is telling him to do it. He's like, your sister's going to die if you don't do it. He's and like I actually love, I think Stuart Wilson does a good job there. He's like, great. He's in a great scene. Quick scene. And in Stuart Wilson's work. By the way, mm-hmm. he was in No Escape. Directed by? Martin Campbell. Yeah. And he also in another, he's also in Lisa Zorro. Weapon 3. So he's worked with um, Martin Campbell a couple times. Yeah. Or Martin Campbell put his faith in Stuart Wilson. Now, I, I, are he and Scott Wilson related? I, I always so. get them fucked up. I don't think so. I thought I they were too, but I don't think they are. All I know is that Stuart Wilson has this awful thing. Without a mustache, he's a piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. he needs facial hair. Right. Or he's a piece of shit. Well, he has facial hair, in the, and he's the baddie in Lethal Weapon 3, and he, it's a... It's a mistake. He looks I, very strange. Whenever I see him without facial hair, he looks like a guy that just shaved a lot of facial hair off. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's how I know Stuart Wilson. He looks like a guy that was bearded as fuck that just <clears throat> shaved. That's like his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we'll to do no escape. I, I, I mentioned it in a preview. It is not available on any service. Really? Yes. You can't order the disc? I, can't, I would pay $13 for that movie. The, on the digital. Yeah, digital. I don't want a hard copy flying through the sea at me. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he, Mr. O'Donnell is then noted. He's a, he's become a National Geographic photographer. There's some playful big cat activity, which I could have watched for the rest of the film. To snow be leopards, right? They weren't snow leopards. They were in the snow and they were leopards. I know, right? but those are the rarest rares of all times rare. I mean, they may have been in supposed, but I don't think those were snow leopards. Snow leopards have more like dangly hair and shit. Dirt leopards? Were they were they? leopards, but they, but I think snow leopards are even more rare. And but, they were tussling. They were like wrestling, and yeah, were, Chris O'Donnell was zooming in. He was taking yeah, shots. Yeah. And the thing is, Sir Wilson, or, um, sorry, Chris O'Donnell at the beginning of the movie also has the camera. He's a bit of a he, – he's a photographer. He loves to shoot film. Yeah. He loves cameras. Yeah. And then at the beginning of the film, his camera shatters before his daddy shatters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, well, <clears throat> well, and let's, let's, let's address the elephant in the room mm-hmm. because something major happens – between when he and his family experience a casualty and when he is photographing beasts of, of prey. Yes. He lets his hair grow out. He does. He, he has does. short hair at the beginning. Yeah. He has Robin hair. Now, did you ever see the movie Free Solo? I haven't. You haven't we talked about this. Yeah. You haven't seen it. The guy in it, his his name's like Alex, I don't know his last name, Harmond or He thinks the beginning of this movie is the most unrealistic climbing of all and have any ever committed to film okay. he thinks it's ridiculous that it, it's so far-fetched and dumb okay that's his review of it all right his movie has he seen spider-man <laughs> he in his movie he's that's what he does it without without you know safety he, yeah he, he free solos that he free climbs I, i'm aware of what the title refers doesn't use yeah your tip he uses his hands and his and his foot and his knuckles and stuff yeah. and he jams him in the stuff he doesn't use yeah what do they call those clampons i don't know what they're yeah. called well, they use any of that stuff yeah and why why because he's nuts yeah saw his movie 
I heard it's great. It's hard to watch. It's intense. Yeah. People die all the time doing that. But they don't die in the movie. But he and he's very strange, the dude. Uh-huh. He's got some weird hands. So a funny thing happened. Very muscular fingers. Okay, man. Why don't you go fucking spank it? Got you, you get your thick fingers. Get your, get your shit in your you hands. Put, you got to build those finger muscles Yeah, out. you got to have a thick meat. Mm-hmm. All right. So something happened while we were watching this. Uh, when he's in the photography unit with the leopards, yeah. there's a dude in the, in the thing with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, is it Tamora Morrison? Look just like him. The guy... <laughs> Has the dumbest accident, smashing yeah. himself into a rock. Yeah, he flips, he falls, he flips, he gets his leg jammed into a rock, breaks it. It's re- it's hilarious, little so, bit of slapstick. Then it goes, oh, it's not Tamar Morrison, and it's then not him. immediately the next exact scene, a helicopter lands with Tamar Morrison, and he loads him onto the fucking thing. <laughs> and I don't remember anything about this movie. I certainly did no pre-research, because this is the movie Microscope, and it was like a gift... It was like a little gift came down from it's us. Like you said it too early, just yeah. a minute too early. You know, I've I've interviewed two of the people in this movie. All right, Bill okay. Paxton okay. and Robin Tunney over the years. You interviewed Tunney? Oh yeah. Tell me about it. For what? Some bland horror thing. I don't remember. Was she in Idle Hands or some shit? I don't remember no. what it was. She was That's in Alba. She was in some dumb movie. She was in The Craft. Maybe it was that. It was after that. So here's. I'm going to. Can tell I say you. though? Go ahead. I've never interviewed Tamara Morrison. But once, I had tempura at a Morrison's cafeteria. Man, do you think he's, is he interviewed? Yeah. Do people interview him? Or is he That guy of, is, if you were to, you know. He's always about, working. You know how Sam Jackson has the distinction of like the highest box office or whatever? Mm-hmm. Morrison's creeping on him. Maybe. It's creeping. He's still, he's just an Aquaman. That's what I'm saying. He's an Aquaman. He's in Vertical Limit. Mm-hmm. He's in The Clones. He's in all the prequels, basically. Guy's creeping up the old ladder. He's a box off Rapa Nui. We once were warriors. Guy's getting paid. That's what he, he got fan, he got kind of a lot of heat off once we were warriors. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. Robin Tunney. Oh God. She did Empire Records. Shaved her hair. Famously shaved her hair for that. Buzzed it for real. Yeah. In short. Method shaver. I think I've mes- met. I've mentioned this movie before, but it's worth seeking out. Niagara, Niagara. Henry Thomas, Robin Tunney, Michael Parks. Mm-hmm. She is fantastic in that movie. That turned me around on her. I like her a lot in that movie. She plays in, uh, a woman with Tourette's, and she's great in it. You should check it out. It sounds like a great night out. We'll zoom in. Yeah. Niagara, Niagara. Does that have to do with the, the waterfall? Yes. Okay. You're losing me. So how do we meet Scott Glenn in this movie? Well, you tell us, because this is the thing that you fixated I, on our last and show. I was you wrong. mentioned it. I know, but you're sort of right. I can't believe I CGI'd his toes out of my memory. <laughs> so you you called him our, our last show. You said he <laughs> was black toes intolerant, which yeah. I, I found very funny, and other, a couple other people did, or somebody mentioned it. At least none. And uh, But he's introduced in this movie as a stringy-haired, bearded, uh, he's like a mountain old, man. Yeah, he's like a, an Indian, like an old Indian man or something. Like and a then wind they, talker. He's a uh, he's caressing his stump of a foot. Yeah, he's got no toes. That's there. the first thing we see is a foot, uh, an awful thing being touched. And Nick and I found out just by reading the trivia that I'm sure is 100 percent true, and you have to believe that that is actually a real foot by a person that actually did lose his toes in a in a frostbite uh, 
mishap. And so that wasn't a that was a real leg with real missing toes. It wasn't a uh, a creation by the FX department yeah. for this. Um, I didn't need to see it. So what happened? I now if you saw the the behind the scenes on this, that guy was he was sitting. Uh, with his sock off, and then Glenn, for the shot, sat on his lap, tucked his leg behind himself, and that guy's leg was sticking. Yeah. As and a, and then Scott a, Glenn ripped a wicked one, and now the guy's got no leg. <laughs> Luckily, he was insured by the producers, because that would have been just a heartbreaking story. Um, um, is this the first time we've ever seen Isabella Skripko in the do-rag? I think so. Yeah. So she, not the last. I hope she. What do you think of her in this? She's always good. She's always fine. She's kind of good in this. I mean, she's fine. She plays a. Um, she's she she's a a medical. She she I guess nurse. What, they call them nurse. Yeah, but she's like she's she, but she's also a climber, and so. When when there's so we didn't really talk about the plot. We have to talk about the plot. We just kind of jump all around. What's the plot of this film? You drink some, drink some drinks. The plot. Do you believe in climber change? Uh, so we kind of did. Well, we didn't. Robin Tunney. He's got to make up for his loss of his father. But Chris O'Donnell, who has kind of given up climbing, uh, his sister, played by Robin. Climbing Tunney, his sister. Different she did movie. not give up, and she has. Achieved a certain level of fame uh, because she's like the fastest person. She's in the cover of Sports Illustrated. She's like the fastest or person. time or some or dumb. The fastest female ever to summit Everest or something. Some dumb shit. Yeah. Some and weak so ass sauce. She's been hired by Bill Paxton's rich person. This his, I don't know. He's a businessman. Majestic. And he has hired her to kind of lead him or help him achieve uh, to summit uh, this uh, K two as like a kind of a business promotion for his company. Like they're going to fly a, a, a plane as he summits. They're going to fly a plane by. Right. And he's also hired Nicholas Lee to yeah. take him up there and um, his character. And so then Chris O'Donnell just happens to be there because he's on assignment and the siblings, there's a little friction between them because of what happened to their dad. Yeah. He slaughtered him, <laughs> cut him loose. And you know, Robin Tunney's like, I wish you wouldn't have cut dad loose. Yeah. Um, and so the thing is, it's a little questionable if they should go up or not, because there, there might be some bad weather Paxton and insists on it. And that's how the movie unfolds. They get trapped up there. Yeah. And it's like, uh, Chris O'Donnell has to rush to the rescue. It's super dumb. Put his, uh, climbing gear back on and, and. He has to get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the plot, I guess. Right. <sighs> Did I rock it? Did I nail it? What, what you remember? Of course, you remember Scott Glenn's character's name. Montgomery. Montgomery Wick. Yes. And you said, they should, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, that'd be a good franchise. Yeah. But you also said what Mon- Montgomery Cliff at the point. <laughs> Montgomery Wick is quite a name. Yeah. Yeah. Montgomery. And he is his character is he's mad because or he's he's also in mourning he lost his wife who was also a 
climber and you find out that she had led the last trip that Bill Paxton, uh, you know, he took up the mountain also ended in tra- tragedy. Yeah. He's a, he's bad luck on the mountain. Yeah. He sucks. It's been four years. Get over it. Get over it, Scott Glenn. So he's been, uh, he's been climbing around trying to search for the body of his wife. That's kind of his drive. Can I give you guys a spoiler? He finds her. (laughs) Can Justin give you guys a spoiler? Um, And she is frozen solid. And uh, in a weird thing I wasn't expecting, he uh, sleds her down the mountain. And then romps on her. Straight into her grave. Is a cat trying to get in? Yeah, you want to? Might as well. I Here he comes. Here he comes. Did this movie make you want to do any kind of uh I think mountain climbing? climbing is super dumb. You know, you would never do it. I think it's so stupid. A lot yeah. of people disagree. They, that's a big pastime. I understand. For, for you summited a mountain. I did, I, 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 but I didn't do. I wasn't climbing it. It was a. I, I took a trip to Kilimanjaro, and we summited it. But that is not mountain climbing. You hike it. I didn't have to. You have to put on like a fucking fancy like pickaxe or whatever. I will tell you this, because it's high. Yeah, nineteen thousand feet, something crazy. Yeah. I remember getting up close, and I was on my hands and knees on the trail and I looked over and there was this sheer drop down to this certain death. And I thought to myself, I thought, why did I agree to, why was I, I was not prepared for, to be, <laughs> I did not think it would be like this, yeah. you know, I thought there'd be a nice little trail up top. I wasn't expecting to see the, no, I, I just, for some reason, if somebody I get is scared, I was too tired to be scared. Those though. deep sea explorers blow my mind. I think they're great. The people that go up in mountains, fuck you. You would uh, you would rather go into the ocean than... Well, I mean, I, the thing is... To, the, just roof, to, to be, the roof of the world. I just think it's kind of egocentric and, and alpha to just... I want to be at the top of this thing and 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 risk my life for really nothing. Like, the, there's nothing mm. you get up there except cold and sad and lose limbs. I and, did not feel alpha whenever well, I was doing it. But anything. the thing is, if you're exploring, mm-hmm. if you're if you're daring, you know, if let's say if that mountain had no, nobody had ever gone up there, you didn't know if there was like a fucking genie up there. Mm-hmm. Go on up there and find that genie. But oh, Or was, go to the bottom of the sea and risk getting squashed like Michael Bean, but you might see a shrimp with like a big ass dick that's incandescent or something. Mm. But don't just go up there to show off like the, feel like you, you know, like you just you know, bang the prom queen or whatever. I got a regret about Kilimanjaro. All right. I, you get your picture up there. Yeah. I left my coat on. I look, I have a, I, have, I look, I mean, I was big anyway, but I look huge. I, I left my coat on. I should have zipped that off. That's How, the thing. Was it, it cold? It was cold, but you could take your coat off to get a pic. You Are you know? in Africa? What, yeah. what town yeah, is yeah, that yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. It's in, it's actually, I think it's called Kilimanjaro. Huh. Anyway, here's the thing. Actually, is it? Uh, maybe I'm not remembering right, but here's the thing. They look good in their clothes in this. They're they don't looking. even look inconvenienced by the cold air in this thing. They, but the, at one point, one thing that they do in this movie, the clothes look nice. They're mm-hmm. very colorful, and everybody has different colors on, so you can tell them apart. But they're all getting frosted beards. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah, except Robin Tunney. No, she got she got a little. She frost. Got, yeah, I mean, they, they one shot when they go into her pants. So, what did you think of the frosted? The, the, it's one of my least favorite cereals. The snow. I, it's fine. It looks fake. It's dumb. 
That's their instead of acting and, and mm-hmm. actually making them look cold, they gave them a frosty face. But there, you know, you look at like you watch Everest or you watch you know half of those movies K two. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sh- shuddering. Their 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 breath is shooting out in sad bursts of cold, and everything's dog shit. These guys are like, well, we look like we're having a fucking party up here. Chris O'Donnell's makeup is super perfect. Nobody's well, at one, straining. At one point, so Scott Glenn, who is this cantankerous mountain man that's been coaxed out of retirement to help them because they've offered him five hundred grand. The you know Bill Paxton's company, his company man said, "Go rescue my boss. Here's a lot of money." And so Glenn, Scott Glenn decides to do it. And he but he has to do it his way, yeah. right? And at one point, he berates Chris O'Donnell and he says, "You look." tired you need to turn around you look you know you're at the end of your rope and yeah. they cut to chris o'donnell and he looks charming fresh-faced yeah like it's the first day of shooting he's yeah. fine yeah i don't know whether they at least give him some kind of yeah like he's not i don't even think he's frowning like he this he's thrilled he's fine and the funny thing is is they make it out to be that mr mr glenn decides to go on this journey because he wants to kill bill paxton yeah, well, he he think he he knows that Bill Paxton's responsible for his wife's death. He's right. But in the director's cut of this film, mm-hmm. they they pan from his feet, his little toes that are missing. Mm-hmm. He throws a uh, he throws a tablet onto the couch and he sighs because it says toe replacement four hundred ninety nine thousand dollars. <laughs> toe replacement surgery. How am I, I going to raise this? Yeah. Well. This movie kicks off with a naked Ben Mendelsohn. What do you think of that? Uh, they do. They, God so, bless him. So Ben Mendelsohn is the brother of this other character that I don't know the actor's name. It's do, he's dumb. But they're I think they're like the the Bench Brothers or something. Yeah, he's got a French name. And they uh, they're two crazy climbers. Like they're two. They're like Australian these, party boys. Or, they're like the two characters in Cliffhanger, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They get shot. Yeah, was one of them Steve Zahn in that? Or somebody, one of them was somebody that we like. One of the two characters in that. Oh, I know who it is. It's, uh, oh, God, I'll never remember his name. And I'm trying to, he was in Drugstore Cowboy. God. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. What Max Perlish. Yeah, I like I could say one one movie, you immediately know. Yeah. But I think. Well, that's what I always set my speakers to. <laughs> I, I need all the Perlish. Uh, yeah, so they play these wild, cl- and they're always doing crazy shit. They're always like uh, making fun of the other climbers because they're not as uh, wild or not as serious. Yeah, um, not as d- much. They're not as daredevilish as they are, and uh, they're brothers. And they and they uh, they decide to kick the mountain's ass. But what happens? <laughs> they get their ass kicked. But in their defense, by the mountain. yeah, in their defense, only, actually, only one of them gets their ass kicked by the mountain. Oz, stop rubbing with the microphones, you piece of shit. <laughs> Oswald. <laughs> so, the, one of the things they have to do, because they know that they're trapped up there. They know that Robin Tunney, Bill Paxton, Nicholas Lee, they're all trapped by this avalanche that happens. They have to go on this rescue mission. But they know they're going to have to blow their way to them. So they decide to take canisters of nitro. Is that what they say? Nitro? Yeah. Nitroglycerin? Nitrosoct- nitro- nitroglycerin. And uh, these canisters, um, the, the way they introduce the, 
how how volatile these things are. The beginning that's le- the guy's uh, your guy that you like is the what's his name? You, you mentioned him, Tim Morrison. No, other uh, gentleman, R- Rashawn the, Seth. Maybe he's saying how you know, and so then that's when uh, Longmire his shoes and some of the leaked nitroglycerin. And they have to, the one guy has to take a shoe off and then throw it and it explodes. Right. And so you know that that stuff is volatile. They decided to take it up the mountain. Split into three with three canisters each. It's a great plan. Um, and then the canisters cause all sorts of mayhem on that mountain. It's, re- it's so stupid. It's so stupid that they feel like they have to bring all these explosives up there to get these people so out. I'm going to tell, so what they decide in, in, in this movie at one point, one of the can- canisters falls. Like they, th- there's an accident that happens between, you know, the one of the brothers and Isabel Scroop. Sk- I don't know how to say her name. Scroopko. Scroopko. And they end up lose. They end up dropping one of the canisters. Explodes, causes an avalanche, causes a death. So then they also. So that's bad. And then they figure out later that sunlight causes it to to explode too yeah and so i have a theory about this movie uh-huh i think martin campbell in a way is is getting his vampire movie out yes did you think the same thing no all right so here's here's why at the beginning of the movie the longmire guy richard it, taylor i just can call him longmire is packing up he didn't get hired by bill paxton he's leaving camp yeah and he doesn't like bill paxton they cut to a shot when he's talking to Chris O'Donnell, pretty boy Chris O'Donnell, and there's a basket of garlic, big bulbs of garlic, <laughs> just sitting there, right? All right. So then they have this whole thing about how light explodes this shit, right? Mm-hmm. So it can't, you know, vampires can't be exposed to sunlight either. Mm-hmm. And then, and then here's the here's the the icing on the cake. How does Bill Paxton and Robin Tunney let everybody know where they are? Morse code. Fucking blood bag. Oh. Explodes everywhere. I think he's just trying to like get his little monster movie in this. Fucking he dropped the ball on that too. You so can, he, he dropped the ball on his uh, on his ex- exciting mountain movie and he dropped the ball on his vampire. My movie. theory is rock solid and boring to listen to. I'm so sorry. I was so excited about uh, you're it. You're so you're so wrong. I know. Um by the way, Nicholas Lee, I was I was uh I don't know, before you got here, I was looking at some of the uh, special features. Yeah. Um, they were talking about some of his character work. Right. So he got he got with Martin Campbell. He's like, can you guys postpone production for about three weeks? Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I got to find my character. And then three weeks later, on the on the dot, he showed up with an earring. He's got the Harrison Ford earring in. He's got a fucking little earring. Well, it's, got, it's a loop. Harrison Ford's got like a stud in his yeah. ear. What did you think of that earring? Oh, it was embarrassing. It you didn't like dumb. it? I thought it was dumb. Wait, Harrison's? But, Harrison's make, makes me hard. But but Nicholas Lee's... Why know. does Harrison have the earring in? There's someone's influence on him. It wasn't... He's like buddies with somebody, like like Jimmy Buffett or something, and that's why he has an earring in it. I can't remember who it is. It's somebody like that, though. Yeah, I think you're right. Are you just saying that? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I don't think Harrison Ford takes orders from no one. He's he's friends with somebody that yeah. talked him into well, let's, let's a bad decision. Let's think about who it might be. 
Who would who would, who would be the kind of personality who wears an earring that would that would influence Mr. Harrison Ford? Who who comes to mind? Oh, that's such a that's such a good question. Cindy Lauper? No, we're talking. It's got to be somebody that he's friends with. Somebody, you know, like who's friends with Harrison Ford? Who's his buddies? Shit. Dane Cook, Richard Kind. Is he is he crew around with Richard Kind and Dane Cook? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Although, mm-hmm. oh my God, hmm? Harrison Ford's son Ben is a chef. Yeah. And he's really cool and really nice. Okay. He's a kind cook, Ford. Holy shit. I think we just unraveled the earring. Holy smokes. You're right. How'd you get it? Holy shit. How do you know he's nice? Because he's, so, he's, so, he's the opposite of his father on, on Instagram. You follow Harrison's son? Uh, f- are you Harrison fucking son nuts? Of Instagram? course. I f- Chef Ben Ford at Instagram? Are you nuts? Just give me a minute. Let me follow him too. This fucking cat's throwing a monkey wrench. <laughs> what do you think of the spin drift? <laughs> I thought I, I thought I'd heard the end of it when I heard it the first time, and then I heard it again. Chris O'Donnell is—it's how he thinks that things are going to go bad. He sees the spin drift, yeah, and then—and I thought that was just like a, a '50s lounge act that was performing. And the spin drift's like a whirlwind. I don't know what it is. It's a spin drift, yeah. And at one point, Robin Tunney's got some spin drift in her lungs. She says, "Yeah, which she, is weird." She breathed in the spin drift. Yeah, it's the one of the worst things that can happen mm. to you. Yeah. Sounds fun though. Yeah. Um. Man, I tell you what, the Bill Bill Paxton, the man was a gift. Was always will be is forever. Let's he, take a moment because they they are obviously trying to make him be like. It's almost like they're trying to make him Harrison Ford in this movie or something because it, the way the camera is used with him and the way that he acts, like he is totally pushing the envelope of trying to be overly charismatic. Oh, begin at the beginning. So they get then when they get trapped in the cave. Well, he ceases to be as charismatic. Yeah. Well, it's a Nicholas Lee, Robin Tunney, and my man Bill Paxton get trapped in this cave. Nicholas Lee hurt. He's yeah. not. He's really hurt. Yeah. Bill Paxton. He starts to go a little nuts and tries it. He goes all survival at the co- to the cost of everybody else's health. Like he wants to keep himself. Why is he healthy? Do you remember why he's healthy? Because he falls like 50 feet and Robin Tunney catches him. Is that what happens? She catches him. Yeah. That's the second most unrealistic part of this movie. She catches Paxton. At yeah. one point, Paxton she, looks a little bit like Joss Whedon in this movie. I don't see what the fuck you're talking about. If anybody watches this, see if you know what I'm talking about. There's a scene where he's going a little bit nutty at the end, kind of panicking, and he looks he's he's he looks um like a little Joss Whedon. So well, he starts the, to fall apart. But we didn't talk about what the number one most un- unrealistic part of this movie is. What? When the Pakistani government military loans them nitro- nitroglycerin. Okay. Oh, Ameri- you Americans would like our bombs? Here, enjoy. Come on. What did you think of the one, the antidote? So one of the things that you, when you get trapped... And you like getting, the name of it. When you get, uh, <laughs> you get trapped... And it's getting cold. You're gonna die out there. And why are you gonna die? Because your happen? body is shitting itself. And you're getting a. You might have a or, pulmonary orphan, embolism orphan or something. Oh, right? Okay. But they got stuff to to, to slow that process. That's what's, right. They what's do. What's it called? Dex. The Dex. Dex. Dexedrine. Something like that. It's something longer. But we'll call it. We'll just Dexter say Morgan. Dex. Yeah, something like that. And um, 
they got these syringes. And that's what Bill, Bill Paxton is kind of goloming over in the cave. Right. Is he doesn't want anybody to use that stuff unless it's him. Right. And he thinks Nicholas Lee, they don't need to waste any on him because he's dying already. You take right. the, you shipping the cat out. Yeah. I love him in here. The decks. All right. Well, bye bye. Bye, Oz. Too much X Factor going on. He's, Fucking. He was excited to be he's on the amazing. podcast. He's, he's an amazing friend. We haven't had a guest for a while, you know? I know, but he's rubbing with the microphone stands. He's just causing all sorts of fucking disruptions. That's the new word, by the way. What? Disrupt. That's the new marketing word. We're going to disrupt the marketplace. Yeah, fuck those people. Um, all right. And so, what, what, in, your, in the pantheon of film, which film has the best shoe untying action sequence? <laughs> That's what I'm t- talking about. So yeah, they there's a there's a they stop the the movie to watch to have somebody untie a shoe. Yeah, and um, because it's in it's in this nitroglycerin, they they need to get that guy's foot out of there, Longmire's foot. Yeah, and then throw the shoe into the snow so it can explode. Yep. Was that the most riveting part of this movie? It pretty much. It was close. And then that we get to see a shoe explosion, which is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then they have a shoe funeral, <laughs> a funeral, a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought that was nice. And then Chris O'Donnell's crying. <laughs> and did you think it was like a tad weird when he 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 uh, the shoe could have been saved, but he cut the shoelace? <laughs> I thought it was weird when Scott Glenn saw the shoe and got super jealous. Um, you think? You thought Scott? You think? Oh, you read his bio when we were yeah had some downtime. Who was he? Who was he think he's connected the to? The Lord, the poet Byron. Lord Byron. Yeah. Yeah. He got. He was a sickly child. Scott yeah. Glenn. A little scarlet fever in his news. And he, when he was sick, he was obsessed with the fact that he was possibly related to the the legendary Lord Byron. Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, I hope he is. Yeah. What's your favorite Byron poem? Oh man, I don't know if I can name one that you know my favorite at least. Yeah, but I I do like um, the Pelican Brief. Um, uh, teenagers of the corn. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the wind cries booyah. No more checks mix. When do you think, when was Chexmec, when did that come into play? The 1700s? Yeah. Were they slinging Chexmex? Well, they're no longer, now they call it what, Bulgarian mix? I don't know, it's just, just still Chexmex. All right. Anyway, so, uh, Scott Glenn was, yeah, so he, he's been. He's, he, he's a legend. As you put it, he's been killing it forever. Yeah. Very good on la- the leftovers recently. That's not when you talk about Scott Glenn. Oh, for God's sake! You got to go way better than that. Okay, so the right stuff, and then tell me what you, you're obsessed with something about so, him. The right stuff. His biceps are mad and out of control in that movie. It's almost inhuman. His biceps it's often been said. Almost, by if, the way, if you were to say that, like, uh, okay, so 
Maybe his fucking bicep is Mother Abigail and Kilmer's elbow is Randall Flagg. Because those are the fucking god and devils of all that region. Okay. His bicep in the right stuff is something that's to be fucking worshipped. It's a weird thing. It's on a scrawn. Like he's a thin, wiry dude, and then he's got muscles that come out of the fucking earth. You showed it to me on your phone. I showed you a clip that is not as sensual as the master at his best. I just like that you showed me that on your phone on a Saturday night. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm peeping at Scott Glenn's uh, biceps. Yeah. I did not expect that when I woke up today. <laughs> <laughs> now when I go to sleep at night, I'll be I'll be thinking about it. First of all, The Right Stuff is one of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And there is, so I would encourage everybody to watch it. Uh, watch it for a variety of reasons. Everybody in that is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Literally everybody that's walked the earth is in that movie. Do you, if we take turns naming people that are in that movie. All right, let's do it. All right. Ed Jeff, Harris. Jeff Goldblum. Harry Shearer. Is he? He's with Jeff Goldblum. Um, Scott Glenn. Dennis Quaid. Got him out. I, don't, I can't remember it too Lance well. Lance Henriksen. Keep Sam Shepard. Pamela Reed, um, uh, Fred Ward, yeah, Fred Ward. Uh, I already said it, Harris. Uh, who's uh, Lance Anderson? Um, oh, who's that little scrawn? Goldblum. Oh my God! It's it, you. Just is it Diane Lane? Mm-mm. Who's the 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 love? The love is it Jessica Lang? Maybe Jessica Lang. I think so. Yeah. Um, Oh God! So you, on the plane, there's oh my. There are so many people that are in that movie. Michael Moriarty. Okay. Oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I mentioned Pamela Reed before anybody? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm there's so shit. many more people. Than I'm going to shit all over you, and you're going to shit all over yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm going to read you some of the right stuff cast members. <laughs> <laughs> I I like the movie a lot, but I haven't seen it for a long it time. It is a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and it's oh, it's it's like a the warmest blanket, just getting under it and just living inside of it. Okay, I'm just going to blow your fucking your pants off. Sam Shepard, Scott Glenn, Ed Harris, Dennis Quaid, Fred Ward, Barbara Hershey. Mm-hmm. Veronica Cartwright, Pamela Reed, Scott Pollan, hell yeah. Lance Henriksen, Donald Moffat. Levon Helm, why? I don't know why. Scott Wilson. Is he what in that? What the fuck? Kathy Baker. Nice. Royal Dano. David Clennon from The Thing. Yeah, the two guys from The Thing. Goldblum, Harry Shearer. William Russ. I love me some William Russ. Oh, I love him so much. And then it starts to peter out, I guess. But man, what a cast. Like, whoever the casting director on that movie is. Oh. You got I'm, everybody in that. It was... It was and none of those people really, other than Sam Shepard, most of those people weren't names at the time. Yeah. He played. Who? Sam Shepard? Yeah. Chuck Yeager. And who did um, Scott Glenn play? He's great. Alan Shepard, I think. Scott Glenn is great in that movie. Like, great. Everybody is great. Yeah. Quaid is, is uh, whatever his fucking dumb name is. Gordo. Gordo. And then uh, yeah. Fred Ward is Gus Grissom. Uh, who's the other lead I was mentioning? Ed Harris is uh, Ed our, Harris. our big boy, the big boy, the John Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Harris still killing it too. Yeah, these days. Yeah, like, he that's that's one of those guys that it's funny because he actually he's old now. Uh-huh. He kind of got old in the in the dark. 
He's in Westworld. He looks super old. He's and then I think in real life he's super old. Mm-hmm. But he got old in the dark because we were like watching him and he was badass Appaloosa. He's so he's great and then he's old. You got old in the dark. He got old in the dark. Missed the last one we did too, so I didn't realize it. <laughs> there's a lot. There's some. It was those, so dark I couldn't tell. He's I mean, in that. He went from Jonathan Banks went old in the in the in the dark as well. He did. Yeah. Yeah. You should. That's a fun thing to do is watch Just, Beverly Hills Cop and then start Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. He was a child actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that recently with. Uh, I don't know if you, you probably don't remember this band, The Dead Milkman. Of course I do. So they have a song called Punk Rock Girl. Okay. I watched the video for it. I looked them up and because they're so young and youthful in the yeah. video, they you know, the lead singer is now, or one of the singers is 57. So yeah. it's just like, wow, you know, yeah. it's, whip, it's a little bit of a whiplash. Kind of hit the Ed Harris effect on me. He went old in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get the web domain oldinthedark.com. I think it's available. I'm sure it is. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Fuck! So, oh, so let's think of a couple other people who got old in the dark. Okay. David Clennon's one of the guys who got old in the dark. He got super old. Yeah, but in the yeah, dark. In the dark, right? Because last I saw, I saw him. He was in the thing. He was virile. He looked great. And then Gone Girl happens. And I was like, "Who's that guy that got old in the dark?" It's David Clennon. There's a lot of guys that are and women. You know what? I was gonna say Anthony Hopkins, but he was always old in the dark. Well, he not, got old in the light. He no, got old in the. He, he got old in the light. We watched. He's born him old. old. Yeah. No magic. Still, Matt, he wasn't old in magic. He's looking young. Yeah, he wasn't. Oh my god! There's a movie called The Old Dark House. Let me see. Old in the Dark. Dot com. Let's see here. But it's it's scary. There was I was watching a TV. Oh, holy shit! Uh, Barry Corbin got old as fuck in the dark. He sure Nobody got older in the dark than Barry Corbin. I know but he's so good. He's so good, but. You want to talk about a guy who is fucking? We watch war games, mm-hmm. and then you watch No Country, and then you watch the last episode of Better Call Saul. Nobody got older in the dark. I'm so happy he's on that. I didn't watch that episode yet. It's not a spoiler. I don't think there's. I got news for you. Old in the dark is available. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think the key to us getting onto a podcast network is to have a spinoff series. You know how like. You know, once you have your spinoff series, like, oh, there's some heat here. Yeah. So we're going to so do it. Episode one of Old in the Dark <laughs> will be devoted to Barry Corbin. We'll go over his career. We'll talk about how he got old in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we haven't mentioned many. It's almost like it's a rare thing. No. You think it's widespread? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I, th- I think, I think what it, what, you, what it requires you to do is to watch cinema a little bit differently okay explain um well when you're watching let, let's say there's a new release let's say that there's a new like like midway comes out mm-hmm. right you watch midway and all of a sudden you're like holy shit that that person has fucking gotten old in the dark okay you i throw some names yeah at you. blythe danner uh is she acting still mm, i think so she got old in the light you think so yeah Gwen Stefani. No, not there yet. Uh, where are you, what are you scrolling through? I'm just like, real come some names. Terry Polo? Still good. She Barb- actually got, she got hotter in the light. Barbara Streisand? Kind of old in the dark. You think so? Yeah. And Brolin. James Brolin. Ted Danson got the oldest and the most dark. 
What? Ted Danson. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say he went like they turned a switch and he's gray and old. Can I maybe mention King Old in the Dark to you, Richard Richard Lewis? (laughs) That's different. (laughs) How is it different? That is ancient in the pitch black. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I swear to God, him and he got in the telepod with Al Pacino, and something went fucking wrong. Isabella Scrucco is the worst punch actor I've ever seen in my life. That's a fun scene, though. It's a fun scene, but her her that whole scene is out tonally out of place in that movie. So there's a I know well. So she decks one of the guys for making a sexual comment uh, to her, one of the brothers, and um, it's kind of funny that when she does that. Here's the thing: later, after her accident, when she almost dies, she uh, stumbles back to Chris O'Donnell, and she has a wound. Yeah, you describe it to everybody. She's got a horrible case of the finger bends. Yeah, she takes off her glove slowly, and her- she's got a. She got a whacked out finger. There's a couple of movies where that kind of shit happens. I was trying to think of something that reminds me of that, but there's a couple where there's a lot of movies where somebody shows off a finger that's all gay. This is a big thing. <laughs> this is a big thing for you and I. Hand damage. Yeah, yeah. The, he was in Hard Target. But there's a there's a movie that's like we think you and I both think is is kind of the pinnacle of hand damage in cinema. Do you remember the the, hand, the pinnacle of hand damage? Mm-hmm. It's not Gerald's game. It's not Robocop. Doctor Sleep. No. It has some. Is it it's an older one? Yeah. And Let, it's laid on me. A perfect getaway. I don't remember. So but there is when you watch you know, I watched it, we there's a couple different times in the movie. I'm, I remember that hands are getting damaged. Well actually no. Nightwatch too also that also has a nice hand damage. It does? Yeah. What well, actually has a hand sacrifice, but it's a great it's great. But I don't a perfect getaway, which we're going to do on this show at some point. It's a movie I really like. Uh, yeah, there's a. I know that there's a hand gets shot. Something happens to fingers, and then at at one point a knife goes and splits a hand. Right, like splits. That's uh, really awful. Yeah. Um, but that just has very focused hand damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell got old in the dark. Yeah, but he still looks kind of good. Oh, he! I didn't. It's not a. It's not a. I know Ted Danson looks good too, but he. I don't know if I can agree with you on that. I'm telling you, man. Let's say we're, let's say you're watching Dark Blue. You're you know you're watching, you know whatever he did after that, and then you watch Hateful Eight. It's like, whew. I don't know. There, there's no transitional Kurt. You know, in the dark. I'm I disagree you. with you. I think it was a slow build. Oh, we saw him growing up and aging, but we didn't see him going from brown to gray so hard. Don't change the definition. Uh, he did not get old in the it's dark. It's possible to get old in the dark while in the light. <laughs> Curveball. I didn't expect it. <laughs> and actually, Scorsese's in, in whole rhetoric with the FX department. It's like, make them look like they got old in the light. 
You know, what I did once. This, this is reminding me. Yeah. You know, we could cut this out. But did you ever do science experiments when you were a kid? Like for like a, you had to do a science experiment in, in like middle school. I'm sure I did. So I had this experiment where I grew plants like five different plants under different lights. Uh-huh. And I grew one of the plants <clears throat> in a closet with a green light. I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. it grew the most. Right. And I got a C on my project because the teacher said that, as I said that one that grew the most of the light, they said plants can't absorb green light. So you, you're wrong. And I, I got a C on it. And you're like, this is what happened, bitch. This is what happened. Yeah. But it w- and it wasn't even a teacher. I think it was like a, a parent that called me out. Yeah. So then the next year, I think I did a <clears throat> experiment where called food or freedom, where I had like a little hamster mm-hmm. and I had a maze and I'd put an exit and then I put food on one side Yeah. and they accused me of torturing the animal. <laughs> did I ever talk about this? One I more? had a similar, the plant one I had that. I had, you did very, that? yeah, I did that except, I never even took the shit out of this out of the seed pack. I might have talked about this before because he said you have you, you could either do five plants or one my penis. I got an A. <laughs> I finally did get an A. My final one, my eighth grade year, I did a stain, uh, a carpet stain um, experiment where I proved that stain master carpet resisted stains. I got an A. Holy shit. I had that against other carpet that didn't have the stain master seal. Oh I was accused God. of torturing animals, by the way. <laughs> That's what happened. I did not. In the that, same place where fetal pigs were dissected. Here's the thing. That hamster looked, seriously, it looked. Ribald. It was happy. Yeah. I threw it away the next day because it died of starvation, but it was fine. <laughs> no, it, it, I did. it's not right. By the way, is that a is that a microscope first? What Ribald? Maybe <laughs> the hamster got old in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing about hamsters, yeah. I love hamsters. Actually, right. we were admiring a hamster for like thirty minutes today at the pet store. Why? Because it was it was like up against the glass doing a great thing and just enjoying like looking at us and interacting with us and doing a cutest shit, and and it kept trying to fall asleep, but then would get up and be cute again. But Sweet. but hamsters have this awful habit of shitting their insides out. They really shit a lot. No, no, their insides come out of their body, and they're like, there's like, the, they're half of their stomach and their intestines are out of their ass. I've had three either with, that I've had or friends have had where they're this. They just decided to reject their insides out, and they their, die from it. No, they pull them back in. No, you have to get them taken care of. But that's a that's for, a neg- I guess that's a. I neg- don't think. Uh, Mother Earth likes hamsters because they're dog shit beasts. Like they in the wild, mm-hmm. they're food. Right. Their only purpose is food and to put things in their big cheeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then just to make just to make it even worse for them, their asshole comes out. So let me get this straight: hamsters um, shit out their insides. Yeah. Zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> Remember at the beginning, water shipped down. Like the, <laughs> let's just talk about anything but this movie. Remember the beginning <laughs> of Watership Down, where they talk about how the rabbits, like Hubris, as you mentioned, Hubris or whatever, Bill on, Paxton's character, right, hubris, yeah. gets him in trouble with the with the maker, 
and they keep taking away all of his skills so that he is forced to run from his predators. Did you watch Watership Down? I did. It made me very sad. It's one of the best movies ever. And so, so that's, I feel like the hamster really pissed off whoever their, whatever their fucking frith or whatever that thing's name was because the hamster's only skill is to fill its mouth up with a lot of acorns and shit. And then shit its, <laughs> shit its best parts out. Is it, is that called a prolapse? It's, it, well, it's or not like, amateur the way they do it. I'll tell you that. They're good at it. <laughs> They're not in the minor leagues of letting your asshole come out. So Vertical M was made in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're they're saying that they have nitroglycerin in their pockets and got to be careful with it. And the next scene, they're on a helicopter banging around and trying desperately to, to, to blow everybody up. Well, uh, is a, her character, Isabella, who's her last name? Skorupko. She's introduced, not introduced, she's kind of, when she surprised everybody by tagging along, she's she's smoking beside the canisters. So yeah. they kind of make a joke about them. Yeah. But they 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 cause a lot of death in this movie. They do. And and I don't think it expedites the rescue all that much, to be honest. I don't they they need it to It actually doesn't at all. Well they need it to blow them out of the cavern, I guess. But it's just such a bad plan. And uh it's a, it's kind of it's just I don't understand it, I guess, in a way. Why they felt they needed to? I mean, it's isn't it already enough just to climb a mountain? Isn't that already like tough enough? Like it's it's like that's scary enough. Why do they have to introduce this element? They're carrying around like grenades. Yeah, you know. It's I like, think I think this movie would have been a lot shorter <laughs> if there was a policy at base camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you're risking your life if you go up here. We love you. Mm-hmm. We hope to see you again. Right. You think it would have been nice if they, another element they had like, okay, so the conditions of climbing are already tough. Mm-hmm. They're carrying around the nitroglycerin and Jigsaw setting up traps alongside the mountain for them. <laughs> you think that that's a bridge too far? Or? It's not a bridge too far. I would have loved to see some traps. Oh, my God. So what did you think? Is there of- a summit, Tobin? The thing, the thing, what I'm saying is it would have been more convenient. You know, if 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 basically everybody at base camp is kind of huddled around, you know, maybe little prayers, but just in case they got their Christmas list and they're just xing names off. Man, I'm sorry that that it's like they're know, sad, but Siddig they're also like Sitting ain't coming back down. He isn't coming back down. And by the way, Sitting has. The, you want to talk? I know that you're the crusader for people that are that are underused in films. His character's entire purpose is to be stoic right and uh an honorable man right and how does it work out for him he gets blown off the mountain with ben he gets blown it's a fun little scene it's a great scene yeah i had to rewind it because first of all the way that they get they they become atoms and then the the next shot is blowing rolling paper is blowing out of skorupko's hands right which is a weird way to show just how devastating this thing is the lightest thing in the world was blown off her hands. Do you ever play her character in Mortal Kombat? Skrupko? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, they are have a nice little scene together, Ben Mendelsohn and, and uh, is it Alexander Siddig? Yeah. <clears throat> where they are. Well, he's standing earlier, but yeah. <laughs> where they are, they, they're trying to share water, they drop it, 
and they laugh about it and then they get blown up. But, you know, I thought he was really good in this. I don't, I don't think he's really good, but I think he's fine in this. Why don't you like He him? is the Graham Green or the uh, fucking Ken Watanabe of this movie. They're trying to make him into this pious, right, moral guy who, who delivers, you know, important sermons in his limited dialogue and he gets blown out. I think they're just saying that I think Martin Campbell is trying to get and the writers are trying to get across the 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 point that man mother nature don't discriminate. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a good guy, you're a bad guy. It's you're going to pay. Yeah. Unless you're Chris O'Donnell. And then you're going to be just fine. Then you're going to get laid. Or Robin Tunney. Chris O'Donnell gets he gets there's a big reference to this that he is going to get some action that night. Think so? Cuz he is she Isabella Skrupko is loving on him at the end. Yeah. For But why? Well, and the funny thing is, she's been riding Skip for a period of time. She's done with that. Yeah, she's... She's, she's into... Yeah. She likes O'Donnell. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Chris O'Donnell. All right. Irish. Have you liked him in anything? Absolutely. What? San, uh, school Ties. Why? He's a roommate in that. Who cares? <laughs> That's a way to really ruin it. He's a roommate in that that is kind of a dick, but then he sticks up for he's, he's Brendan kind of, Fraser. He's kind of a, he's he's, a, he's he's good in the he's good in the movie. Liked him. He's fine. And then um, Chris O'Donnell is is he in other films? Max Payne. I haven't seen Max Payne. You know he's in the Batman. Son of a Woman, obviously Oscar winner. He wasn't mm-hmm. nominated. Um, he's in what CSI like Earth? Yeah, it's the, that's his that's his bread and butter. Yeah. Now. yeah. Um, that which one he's on? He's in COI. Oh. Chris O'Donnell, Chris O'Donnell <laughs> investigates. Uh so he as you put it, he they try to they they try to make him into a superstar here. Yeah, they're like, we got the next big thing. Let's rock this shit. Let's let's do it. Let's do the work. Let's let's do this. Yeah, let's fucking nail it. Put him in a coat. Put him in a puffy coat and send him up the mountain. But first gonna... I have a hairstylist I'd like to put you in touch with. Because we need to make him look less like a fucking drear. Rate his hair in this. It's not. It's, it's you know Steve not is not here. I'm gonna say it's a seven, maybe. You said, tell me what happened about this. What, what is well, I mentioned it already. You just tell me again. Okay, so in ca- I mean, no one's gonna listen to. Uh, Steve and I saw no this movie together in a press screening. I'm sure. Um, and depressed screening very like. very depressed and uh, you know it's funny though, to his credit he's like when when Mendelssohn showed up in the screen he says that guy's gonna that guy naked on that chair mm-hmm. uh, at some point you're gonna see him fucking working for the empire that's what he said yeah no oh my god um, so w- we came out of that movie and usually when you come out of a movie you talk about the movie and all Steve was talking about was how fucking good Chris O'Donnell's hair was in it he was totally he was sold, and at one point later on, in like years later, when Steve was, I think he was a courier, his hair grew out a little bit, and Which, I and he, I made a comment about him looking a little like Obi Wan. He's like, nah, Chris O'Donnell. That's what he said. Yeah, he made a Chris O'Donnell reference. He tried to approximate. No, he, I think he was just proud of he. He unlocked O'Donnell. I get it. Unlocked. I get it. <laughs> so does he? He keeps it. So he now he keeps his hair like Chris O'Donnell, O'Donnell at the beginning of. This By the movie. way, Steve Murphy mm-hmm. got old in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He's youthful. 
He's youthful. He's got the most. He's gray. He look. It looks great. He's and he's a little skinny guy now. He's like he's like emaciated. He's like all healthy, but he got old in the dark. He did not. He's got. He's grayed out. Mm-mm. Chris O'Donnell did not get old in the dark. Chris O'Donnell. No, that's what happens when you got the Lord flowing through your shit. He's got. He looks. He's got the power of the youth. Like he. He always looked too young. He always looked young. He's youthful. Yeah. <clears throat> He's on the one with LL Cool J, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the best. Two of the best together. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the scene when they uh, when they uh, finally mentioned the title of the film? I love it. Yeah. yeah I love when they mention the title of the film. That's a key film. Yeah. This key moment for me. Yeah. Do you remember the quote? Vertical limit. Do you remember what they say about it? No. I don't either. Who says it? Glenn? Yeah. <sighs> it's, Glenn, it's Glenn arguing with... Uh, Oh, O'Donnell, it, I think. Is it? Yeah, it might be. So what, how do you think Pax at the end, like he, the way he dies? So let's talk about that. They Everything, honestly. He, he commits a murder before he dies. I like everything in this movie not involving mountain climbing. Okay. So you like the Pax and stuff? No, so I like nothing. <laughs> so Pax in there in the cave, it, he, he decides to murder Nicholas Lee. Which, and Nicholas Lee says to him, he's sleeping, and he wakes up, and Paxton's hunched over him, and he goes... It's a subtle, it's a subtle scene. And he said, are you going to kill me now? And, and Paxton goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> he stabs him in the, in the neck with a, a needle full of nothing. Like yeah. Just air. Yeah. That's a tough way to go. Yeah, he puts air in his in his blood. Yeah, put, yeah. Oh, yeah he's already got some air in there. You got to believe. You got to... He's already dying. Paxton just speeds up the process. Is it really murder? Yes. Yeah, you're right. So then Tony... And the funny thing is, is... No, no, let me just say this. (laughs) Tony wakes up, sees that Nicholas Lee is dead. Paxton's trying... He's trying to kind of climb out. She investigates the crime scene, not unlike Jean-Claude Van Damme in Hard Target. Am I right? By the way, and like all of the great sneaky murderers in film history, Bill Paxton leaves the weapon right in front of the body. Well, she looks at his neck and then sees the, the She doesn't syringe. look at his neck. She does. She doesn't. She does. She just looks at his stupid face, and then she stumbles across the I'm needle. I'm not joking. There's no way she does not. She does, I promise you. She does not look for a little tiny hole in his neck. She does, and this is what she says. Vampire. He's reached his vertical limit. <laughs> his soul has reached its vertical limit. Heaven. That's what Chris O'Donnell says. Actually, that's vertical unlimited. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because heaven's up, right? Yeah. 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 And false? <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, like, she does not look at his neck. She just she stumbles does. across the syringe that is not hidden. The best part is you're so wrong. I can't believe we're arguing about this. She looks at his neck. She zeroes it. She zooms in. She looks, she t- turns his head, I think, even, and, and goes, oh, oh, nice earring. That's all she does. She's like, oh, you got an earring. She might be looking at his earring. Yeah. But she does look at his, in that region. Okay. Then yeah. she grabs a syringe, and then she does like a two and she, two. And she tries to, and she tries to fucking blunt force trauma Mr. Bill Paxton. She attacks him, yeah. And, and then they're both a, coughing. So uh, they're, they're both dying of- uh, The worst cough acting in cinema history. Oh, that's a bold statement. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with Batman, which had the worst <laughs> golf acting. This- <laughs> This is um, it's, it's very strange. This is like a movie where, s- when the action's happening at the end, there's a lot of coughing. Yeah, 
It's yeah. like it's like Doc Holiday times ten. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a holiday. A fight. lot of ragged breath. Yeah. But also another neat thing is um I like when Scott Glenn is reunited with his wife. And he discovers something though. He was pretty sure that she didn't die well, on her own terms. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. He starts to investigate the crime scene, not unlike John Claude Van Damme <laughs> in Hard Target. He's looking for something. Right. Chris O'Donnell's found it. Yep. What is it? She 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 did not use her medicine. It's yeah, and, and what had what happened? Bill yeah. Paxton had said after that event, he said that um they lost that they lost it. They lost that she dropped it or something, or they lost it. And he said she always kept that medicine on her person. He knew it was a lie. That's a weird thing for him to use as his driving force for four years. Well, he wants to kill old Bill Paxton, but when he doesn't, when he finally meets up with him in the rescue, he doesn't. He starts to rescue him, but later then he does kill him. Actually, he doesn't, he doesn't kill him. He cuts them both free. Yeah, he does. That's that's qualifies. Okay. He kills them. He just kills himself with them. And guess what happens? They fall into the dark. They where, do. Where the unthinkable happens. They get old in there? Yep. <laughs> um, how do you like the scene where um, they've talked about how the batteries on these walkie-talkies are running out? Do they? Yeah. Okay. They gotta conserve that battery. Oh, conserve it, yeah. And then and then Robin Tunney has a soliloquy to Chris O'Donnell. Well, she it. thinks she's dying. She said, Don't come don't come uh rescue me. We only have a couple hours. I know, left. but there's one it's one thing to be dead, mm-hmm. but it's one thing for the battery to be dead also. I'm gonna say this about this movie. There is a rush to the rescue because they are they know that they're dying. However, they stop to like set up camp and yeah. fall asleep. And there's a couple of scenes where they're eating little snacks. And it looks like the O'Donnell like you know, spread out the blanket, hung up some yep. like personal items in his tent. Like it doesn't look like he's yeah. in that much of a hurry. Yeah, they pan over and he's halfway through a chess match. <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh... But he is like. But you if you notice, one of the rooks was missing, so Scott Glenn gave him one of his frosted toes. You know, I thought it was strange, and I thought I thought it was nice though, because I think it's realistic. Is when uh, he, Chris O'Donnell is out there um, sketching snow porn in the in the snow. Yeah, yeah, sketching snow porn. What is that? Peeing, you know, scrawling it out in the snow. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then getting uh, a little frisky with it. Yeah. Know? And then the movie ends super abruptly. It does super abruptly, and it has the worst font. They use the worst font for the credits in this movie. So if you guys, if you guys so, were to do a worst fonts, <clears throat> like uh, like summary, uh-huh. vertical limit has to make the, at least the first cut. It's font dumb. It's font dumb. Is it like Comic Sans or something? No, what is it's, it? It's just it's just thin and unremarkable. Hmm. And movie movie credits such are a withering criticism. Out. I've heard this before. Yeah, people are just really honing in. Yeah, they're really slamming the fonts. It's font dumb. Yeah. yeah. Who is known for investigating crime scenes? Apparently, he's in the, he's in the boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you got to get a tattoo of Virtual Limit. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's said a lot. <laughs> it's in Virtual Limit, Vertical Limit. Have we been calling it Virtual Limit? No, I just did for the first time. You got to get a tat made. Okay. 
I already know what I'm going to do. All right. I'm getting um, on my feet. I'm going to have a line that says Glenn, the Glenn line. <laughs> so you're going to see, yeah, you're going to see like, so imagine if I were Glenn, this is the line where uh-huh. it gets worse. Yeah. Okay, well, mine's... And that's what I consider the vertical limit. Would you put vertical limit... Would you put the, the Glenn line or a vertical limit or both on there? I would ask the tattoo artist to use the font, but he'd shit himself and throw up. <laughs> so I my tattoo would be similar. Uh-huh. I would get the tattoo of Scott Glenn sitting on the man that really lost his toes, sitting on that man's lap with that guy's damaged leg sticking out from under Scott Glenn and Scott <laughs> Glenn's leg tucked behind him. Yeah. That's what I, my tat would be on my uh, forehead. Okay. So right. you've been tasked with uh, developing some sort of an enterprise associated with vertical limit. Right. You've been given the money's in escrow. Mm-hmm. Get to work. Okay. What are you doing? You can buy a mountain. That's what I would do. Okay. Buy a real mountain. I'm listening. That's really kind of all there is, but not like buying. You know, sometimes you can buy a star or buy like right. A, get a dolphin. I had a dolphin. It's not what I'm talking about. Okay, you can get it shipped to your house. Oh, a mountain. Put it in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's my whole idea. I don't. I haven't worked out the logistics. Yeah, but you know, what if? By you, the way, what you know, if you want to give you some? Can I zoom in? Yeah. The whole movie fake snow. Yeah, I know. You really called that out. Yeah. Not one lick of real snow. All right. Let me think of a better idea. You go. Oh, shit. Um, all right. So I open up, uh, there's a, like a, like a really, you know, rudimentary designed snow facade. Mm-hmm. And there's a, it's like an, an eatery called Base Camp. And it looks, you know, it's got tents and all that shit. Everybody goes into a tent, set it to a table. You know, they're, you know, they're lit from within. Like it so far. Somebody's coming around, feeding you, and everything's great. And, um, you know, it's cold, super cold. Mm-hmm. And you have to bundle up. And there's Sterno, of course, just like they're, you know, of, of course. course yeah. It's actually, we co-branded with Sterno. But what will happen is, like, you'll you'll be thinking, like, what, what's, is there a storm going to come through? You'll hear, like, whis- wh- whispering winds and shit like that. Maybe the Yeti. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And then... um Flea comes in and does a solo. Rips a solo? Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize they did spell it differently. Pretty cool. It's not bad. Yeah. What do you... Would they be wearing fleece? <laughs> so... I buy a mountain? I, remember when I said Glenn looked like an Indian? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I was going to say his name was Dancing with Wool. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I, that was cutting room floor material, and I just brought out, brought it back in. Yeah, it's back. <sighs> Trying to give you some time. I think they should buy a mountain. <laughs> okay, good. All right, so you've been inserted into vertical limit. Yeah, you're a piece of this action. Yes. There's a lot of places you could show up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are you? Oh man, how do you how do you work your way into this masterpiece? Hmm, I don't know. It's a tough one. There's a lot of different. I mean, it's it's really in largely in one setting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but at the beginning, I just, it's at the other mountain. That the warm mountain. Off of. Mm, warm mountain? Yeah, there's no <laughs> snow on that one. You're right. What would I do? See, I was paying attention. Yeah. It's, warmer, it's a warmer mountain that they're on. It's a mesa of some sort. So my character would be on a first date. Okay. And um, and I'd have I'd be like a picnic. All right. And um, you know I'd get the whole thing. I'd you know cliche, but you know picnic basket. I make the sandwiches. Maybe make my own mustard. Mm-hmm. You know, that's maybe my thing. I was like, yeah, I made this mustard. Like I was trying to impress. Yeah. You know, it's no big deal. I just like to make mustard. Mustard. And then, uh, you know, clam sandwiches. You know, I just try to do a little weird. Right. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. But, you know, just like try to, you know, we have uh, wine, obviously, uh, grapes. Nice. Just like a whole nice spread. And, you know, really trying to impress um, the woman. And then um, Chris O'Donnell's dad slams right down in the middle <laughs> of the picnic and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my be my character as I'm taking a bite of my clam sandwich. <laughs> That's pretty my good. Car- is it car- my character's name is Jeff. Okay. Who lives at home. And, um, which is a great film. Um, all right, my guy, me, mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm in a, there's another base camp nearby. Right. And I'm there and, uh, I'm fucking, I, I spent a lot of time in my head. I'm just like a dreamer, you know. I'm like the Mendelssohn character, sort of. Um, and uh, I'm like, well, man, this is weird. All this shit's going on. I'm, and, I'm, and I've got my walkie-talkie. And I'm listening to this, all this chittering and chittering chat and all that chittering. Sure, of course. And um, the shit wheels will burst out of me. And Dreamcatcher happens out there. <laughs> <laughs> when it rains and pours. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I um, feel bad for Jeff, my character. <laughs> Why? Well, he had this. He had another first date years ago. All right. Uh, he had a picnic. Yeah. And then the woman from the start of Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she exploded. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what I don't really like to think about. Yeah. It's scary because you, know, you think of people falling off mountains, but they I think they explode when they hit. Yeah, That's not, I don't want to think about this. Well, first of all, your guy was the guy, he, poor guy. He had he had uh, gotten that group on uh, where to eat under ropes. I think he learned his lesson. Yeah, well, you know, he had three. The group, the group one was for three eatings. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, people so do anyway, explode. He had, later, he was. I don't know if you. He was eating. Um. Did you ever see Ghost Protocol? Yeah. The woman that fell out of the. She got kicked out of the building. Yeah. He was at yeah. a hot dog cart outside of that building when yeah. I don't I don't remember anything. Where was that? Where charcuterie. Did that, I think it was charcuterie. Where was where did that take place? Where it was the tallest building in the world. Dubai? Is it Dubai? Or some other dumb place yeah, like Shanghai a, or that's is it Ghost Protocol where she gets 
Because Paul Patton kicks her out the window. I don't remember. It's pretty great. All right, go ahead. What's the last? We got. We have an island. Is there anything else? else? Do we? Third base. Um, I mean, I know what you take. I know. I know what you take on your island. You're wrong. That's so. You're 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 fucking pigeonholing me, and you're stereotyping me. Absolutely. What do you think I take? The 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 frozen body of Glenn uh, Scott Glenn's wife. Why? Just know you're going to take her. Oh, believe me. I think about it. I think about it. And then you do it. It's pristine. <laughs> it's it, like it's it's in, and it's in mint condition. You don't say it. <laughs> she's. She's in mint condition. Mm-hmm. What's her name in it? Some dumb name. Yeah. But uh, the problem is I live on a tropical island. She got cold in the dark. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she would thaw out and be a turd. She... She'd be a stinker, like a turd stinker on my island. So I can't do it. I was thinking logistics. I like how you say it, like you're trying to convince me that's a bad thing for you. That's like your dream. All right, go ahead. So you take something else. I have to. I can't I can't do that. Okay. I can't do it. But I haven't thought about what I'm taking yet. So okay. think think yourself. I've been thinking. I've been stalling. All right. It's hard, this one. There's a lot of stuff to take. There okay? is. Because you can always take the mountain. You could. <laughs> it would also thaw. And then the ocean would have issues. Right. Yeah. Um, huh. What would I take? There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of treasured, if you think about it, there's a lot of treasured island items in this. And so, for my treasured island. For, like, like, give me an example of some treasure. Chris O'Neill's camera. It's shattered. The snow leopards. Yeah. And they are snow leopards. They would thaw. Um, that's how science works uh, the headband oh what are you talking about Skorupko's mm-hmm. it's fucking she's she's got a bandana for days in that movie mm-hmm. yeah I maybe I would take this Sports Illustrated cover with Robin Tony on it fur would that be your next to the old toilet I mean you get a little red ball at night no. Oh. Just to remind myself of Niagara, Niagara. Oh, okay. You know, I like that film. I said maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking of, I'm considering it. Yeah. Um. What about you? I know what I take. Never mind. I know what I take. All right. Let's hear it. The spin drift. <laughs> I would take the spin drift. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have that spin drifting all around my island. <laughs> That'd at all be times. actually kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Like this weird, like. People looking around, they see this weird spindrift moving around. It's a strange-looking island. It's just the spindrift, you know? Yeah. And um, I get out there and stretch in the morning, spindrift. <laughs> to be spindrifting me off to sleep at night. Yeah. You know. A little uh, cute wisp. Taking the spindrift and the magazine cover. Okay. You're okay? fine. That's, that counts. I can take two? Yeah. Um, so you're, you're creeping and crawling around my island, cresting it. You know, there's like the rock face. You get up to the top, and lo and behold... Um, in a perfectly encapsulated cold room, okay, a, a glass cold room that is piped in with fresh frozen froze, Nicholas Lee's body. <laughs> of course. Yep. I, I feel stupid. Of course you would take that. Yeah, and, and like in the boy in the plastic bubble, there is like rubber arm glove things that you could reach through and, and kind of interact with it. 
<laughs> of course. Yeah. Hey, you guys, you want to come to the top of the mountain and interact with Nicholas Lee? Well, he is an interactor. Um, Pretty great. Here's one thing I noticed that we didn't zoom in on, okay. but I think it's very funny about this movie, and I noticed it a couple times. I noticed that last time I watched this, I've seen this movie more than three times, I think. Um, when, at the end, Scott Glenn starts to... he has He's dangling, and he's going to drag everybody down, and Bill Paxton is at the ass end of the rope, then Scott Glenn, and this is the dangling order. You got Chris O'Donnell up top. He's trying to... You got Isabel Skropko, Chris O'Donnell at the top. They're trying to pull everybody up. Yeah. You got Robin Tunney in the yeah. next. Scott Glenn. And then at the very ass end of the rope, yeah. Bill Paxton. Scott Glenn cuts the rope. Right when he cuts it, they show Paxton, and he, he is, like, frozen in air. So he they cut the rope, <laughs> and they cut to Paxton, and he is, like... They show him like it's almost like a cartoon where he should be instantly falling, but the shot is he's just like still in air. It's like the rope got cut, yeah, and physics hasn't reacted to it yet. That's great. It's great, and then physics does react. You to know what's it. funny is um, it's weird because Tunny's in a lot more scenes than Paxton. Mm-hmm. She's in a ton more scenes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm gonna say. Like uh, she was, but she didn't get to set. She mm-hmm. was late. They had to postpone production. Why? She didn't have her all. Of, she didn't have all of her bags. Was that to wait for Bill? Is he packs them? Silence, don't dare to close your eyes Say you 